the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So we were talking about the Charlie Kirk Candace Owens event last night at the Ohio Union. Kudos, Ohio State University Police. They kept everybody safe. The battle is a big one, though, because we have, at the highest levels of our administration, daily, daily examples of refusal to acknowledge common sense and truth, of a devotion to things that make uh, no logical sense, uh, denial of clear and apparent evidence on things. They will continue to pound the pulpit for climate change. They will p- continue to pound the pulpit for gender-affirming care. They will not let the facts get in the way of a good narrative. They never will. Uh, for instance, uh, here is EPA head Michael Regan yesterday. Uh, you know Michael Regan. Uh, he's the guy who's shown up in East Palestine, who's there to tell all the East Palestine people, hey, we got your back. We're going to take care of you. We're going to make sure Norfolk Southern comes through and uh, doesn't pull any fast ones here. Michael Regan in front of Congress yesterday uh, advocating for uh, his upcoming budget. Notice what Michael Regan says he needs a lot of money and a lot of people to accomplish. In fiscal year 2024, EPA requests more than $375 million and 265 FTE for the Environmental Justice Program. The funding will help to expand support for community-based organizations, indigenous organizations, tribes, states, local government, and other territorial governments so that they can identify and develop solutions to their environmental justice concerns through multi-partner collaborations. Environmental justice. 375 million and 265 FTEs. You know what an FTE is? Full-time employee. They need to expand the Environmental Protection Agency by 375 million dollars and 265 full-time employees so that they can do a better job of environmental justice. Now, if you've listened to this show very long, you know what I say about justice, which is if you put an adjective in front of it, it's no longer justice, right? Environmental justice, social ju- justice is justice. It doesn't need an adjective. Justice is fairness. Justice is being treated equally, not equitably, because equitably stacks the deck. Equitable means eh, we're going to put our foot on the scale to make sure the outcomes are what we want the outcomes to be. So that's the uh, EPA. Is that the only department? Am I picking on just one government department? Why, no, I am not. Here is Secretary of State Antony Blinken yesterday. It must have been go to Congress and beg for money day yesterday in Washington, D.C. Here's Antony Blinken yesterday talking about what he hopes to accomplish at the State Department. The budget will advance our efforts to modernize the State Department, including by expanding our training float, uh, updating our technology, 
carrying out diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility initiatives, including to make our overseas missions more accessible. I'm grateful for the progress we've already made together, including Congress's support in updating the Secure Embassy Construction and Counterterrorism Act and Accountability Review Board to give us some of the flexibility that we need to open new missions and better manage the risks that we face. Oh, see, see, if we just had more DEI officers and more DEI initiatives and more DEI funding at the State Department, they could carry out their mission. Vladimir Putin would not be in Ukraine causing all kinds of havoc if we had more DEI officers at the State Department. Because if we had more, they could probably sit down with Vladimir Putin and they explain to him the merits of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, this may seem a strange take when it comes to foreign policy, but Antony Blinken, not the only one talking about it here, is spokes stooge John Kirby from the White House press room podium advocating for same. President Biden has been uh, nothing but consistent uh, about his uh, belief, foundational belief in human rights and LGBTQ plus rights are human rights. Uh, and uh, we again, back to the earlier question, are never going to shy away, be bashful about speaking up for those rights and for, uh, uh, for individuals to live as they deem fit, as they want to live. And that's something that's a core part of our foreign policy and it, and it will remain so. That's a core part of their foreign policy. And it will remain so. You know what's not a core part of their foreign policy? Did you know that Vladimir Volodymyr Zelensky in Ukraine is putting members of the Russian Orthodox Church in jail? Did you know that? Well, freedom of religion in Ukraine is obviously not a part of our foreign policy. Because if it were, we wouldn't have just sent them another $350 million this week. Uh, they are they are committed in Washington D.C. They're just not committed to the right things. But uh, these kinds of initiatives they're not a surprise to you. They're not a surprise to me. That's why the next election is extremely consequential because I feel like we're making gains. Seeing a thousand students from Ohio State or thereabouts last night gathered in a room to listen to decidedly un-Ohio State-like ideas. I mean, how many times do we talk on this show about Ohio State and their crazy DEI investment, their strange incorporation of DEI policies into mechanical engineering, nuclear engineering? Like, all I care about in engineering is, will that bridge I'm driving over stay erect, or might it tumble while I'm on the top of it? Well, I don't know. That depends upon, you know, the breakdown of the number of uh, Asian and Hispanic and African-American and Caucasian engineers we had, because if we screwed that ratio up, there's a good chance that bridge will not stand the test of time. So for Ohio State students to see through the fog of lies and untruths and give up a evening to show up at the Ohio Union and know they're going to get heckled and know that they're going to, I mean, who knows who sees you there and then you have to defend yourself in class. But I'm encouraged by the fact that we have enough young people who are invested in knowing the truth 
Actually, more than I thought. I thought it'd be mostly an adult crowd last night, but it was not mostly an adult crowd. Now, today in Washington, D.C., we have the head of TikTok in the U.S. defending TikTok. This stunned me. How many people in the United States do you think have TikTok and use TikTok? 150 million. 150 million. Don't we have like 330 million people in our country? Like 40% of our country uses TikTok? Of course, he said, gather data, give it to China. I mean, sure, we're owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company, but I mean, we're totally separate. We would never gather data and spy on Americans through a social media app. I hope somebody asked him why TikTok in China is different than TikTok in the U.S. because over here it has been proven by many analysis of TikTok that they steer you into content that warps your mind and increases the likelihood of depression, anxiety, um, anorexia, a bunch of other things. And so yesterday, knowing that this hearing was coming up at the White House, Uh, Fox's Grady Trimble had a question for John Kirby. I wanted to follow up on TikTok. Obviously, you've expressed again today the national security concerns uh, with the app. Why then did the president agree to appear in TikTok videos as recently as, I think, St. Patrick's Day? Again, we we have not changed our national security concerns uh, about the app. Uh, it's it's not uh, on uh, it's not for use on uh, on government uh, devices, and uh, I don't have anything more for but you on that. Send the wrong message if the administration is weighing a ban or could in the future. We have been very consistent about our concerns over TikTok. There's a CFIUS review underway. I, I know you want me to tell tell you more about this, but I'm just not going to get ahead of that. So, like he does on other things, Joe Biden doing everything he can and taking it very seriously. His uh, appearance in a TikTok video from the White House would seem to undermine the position of the White House that TikTok might be a danger that we would have to eradicate from devices in this country. So, a lot going on on Capitol Hill. We've got the TikTok guy testifying today. By the way, not everybody in government is against TikTok. Uh, They agree, the security people do, that it is a way for China to spy on uh, U.S. citizens to grab your health data. Whatever's on your phone. If you've got TikTok, uh, the Chinese have it. I told my girls when we finally got them phones, if I ever catch you with TikTok on your phone, you will no longer have a phone. I wish I could uh, be as successful in that as uh, when it comes to Instagram and Facebook and all that, but uh, TikTok at least is clearly a threat because it's owned by the Chinese. Not that the others are not a threat too. But Jamal Bowman, he's a Democratic congressman. He's uh, he's all about TikTok because, of course, if you don't like TikTok, it means you're racist. Republicans in particular have been sounding the alarm, creating a red scare around China. Let's not be racist towards China and express our xenophobia when it comes to TikTok. So we'll put Jamal Bowman in the squad down as pro-China, okay? Doesn't surprise me. 
Uh, elsewhere on Capitol Hill, besides the TikTok hearing, uh, Jim Jordan, your congressman for much of the listening area here, especially for those on 94.5 in Dayton, today will be getting after the Justice Department and Attorney General Merrick Garland about the memo that Merrick Garland sent out at the behest of the White House, not just the National School Boards Association. The National School Boards Association collaborated with the White House on asking the Justice Department to look into violence at school board meetings, right? My old and Tangy Tiger Moms, who were they were there last night at the Charlie Kirk event, uh, they know what that's about. They have lived how Olin Tangy has done everything within its power to keep those moms from having a voice at Olin Tangy school board meetings. So Merrick Garland writes the letter, responds to the letter from the National School Board Association that we now know came from the White House, or at least came via collaboration with the White House. So today's hearing, House Judiciary Subcommittee, is titled Free Speech, the Biden Administration's Chilling of Parents' Fundamental Rights. And Jim Jordan has released a report in advance of this hearing today, uh, which he says will show an absence of a legitimate nationwide basis for the Attorney General's directive to insert federal law enforcement into school board matters. Now, Garland has denied this. No, we're just against violence. We're not against conservative parents. We're just against violence. Uh, That Denial rings hollow, just like his denials do that, what, what, us? Target pro-life advocates? We're not targeting pro-life advocates. We're just enforcing the SAFE Act. Oh, is that right? Uh, How many pro-abortion advocates have you arrested? Well, none yet. And why did you show up at Mark Houck's home with long guns and multiple SUVs and Stormtrooper mentality. Why did you do that? Uh, the agents in the field make that decision. It's always the agents in the field. Got to love a leader who blames it on his underlings. A story I'm reading from the Cleveland Plain Dealer I will read to you just to show you how much bias there is out there in the mainstream media. Uh, Garland's memorandum was issued in response to a request from the National School Board Association. That's untrue. It was issued after the National School Board Association and the White House collaborated. It sought federal law enforcement and other assistance to deal with a growing number of threats of violence and acts of intimidation occurring across the nation over issues like school coronavirus safety measures and, ready for the lie, false claims that public schools were teaching critical race theory. False claims? Uh, Sorry, schools are teaching critical race theory. It is all throughout the curriculum. I guess the Cleveland Plain Dealer is unaware of the hubbub around accuracy in media's investigation of how many schools did we get? Oh, we got like a couple in central Ohio. We got a couple in Cincinnati. We got a couple in Dayton. We got one in upper Arlington. They're all on camera. Do you teach this? Yeah, we teach it. But the government, the state says, the state of Ohio says we don't want you to teach it. Yeah, we don't pay any attention to them. But in the Plain Dealer, it's false claims that public schools were teaching critical race theory. Sure, sure, sure. Now, the National School Board Association, once outed, withdrew its request. Oh, our bad. Sorry. But you know what has not been rescinded? Merrick Garland's memo that FBI field agents need to be on the lookout for 
parents going to school board meetings inciting violence. In other words, stating their objection to social emotional learning, critical race theory. That memo is still out there. Merrick Garland could take it back. He could reel it back in. Maybe somebody needs to get Merrick Garland a popeal pocket fisherman so he can, like, reel that baby back in. He's been asked multiple times. He has refused to do so because he says, I always say vigorous debate is allowed by the First Amendment. So that covers me. No, it doesn't cover you. Man. I got to say, Mitch McConnell's not my favorite senator. But Mitch McConnell keeping Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court, I can't I can't overlook that in the career of Mitch McConnell. That's one of the all-time achievements of Mitch McConnell. Now, the House Republicans, if you remember when Kevin McCarthy was ascending to the Speaker's role over Nancy Pelosi, he made some promises to people. If you, if you give us the control of the House and I become Speaker, this is what we're going to do. And one of the things that he promised they were going to do is enact a Parents' Bill of Rights. Now, before you get your hopes up, this is going nowhere. Because even if the House passes it, and I think the House will pass it, you know the, Repub- you know the Senate controlled by Democrats is not going to pass it. I cannot imagine that both Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin would vote for this. And that is what it would take, because if it's 50-50, if only one of them defects, and you know they'll get um, the severely depressed and still at Walter Reed Hospital John Fetterman to vote for it. If only one, Cinema or Manchin, votes for this, it'll be 50-50, and then, you know, cackling Kamala will break the tie and vote it down. So I wouldn't get my hopes up. But what does the Parents' Bill of Rights do It says parents have rights to be heard, to protect their child's privacy, to be updated on violent activities at school. This grew out of Loudoun County, Virginia, where, oh, by the way, a child was raped and they never sent out by a transgender girl, which is a boy, and they never sent out a notification. Hey, we had a little incident here at school. No, they denied it. They denied it to the parent of the victim. And then the parent of the victim got arrested at a school board meeting when he tried to call him out. Thus giving Merrick Garland, you see, you see, they're violent at these school board meetings. The guy's daughter got raped by a dude you let use the bathroom. Yeah, but I mean, DEI, right? I mean, equity, of gender affirming. Sorry, that doesn't pacify a father whose daughter has been raped in a school bathroom. So... Parents' Bill of Rights. But this is, I think, what the Republicans have to do. You have to pass things, even if you know they're not going to get approved by the Democratic House because or Democratic Senate. Make them own the no vote. Make them own their radical positions because eventually it'll be another election and you can hold them to account, hopefully, on that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.